0: Hello and welcome to Time Matters, the podcast where we help professional women like you build careers you love while making time for what really matters in your life. I'm your host, Dr. Kenny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of Time Matters. I'm super excited to have my friend with me today, my co-host, Dr. Annika Webb. We have known each other for, I think, about maybe over more than 10 years and I'm super excited for her to be part of today's conversation. So I'm going to give her the chance to introduce herself.
1: Hello, Martha. Thank you for having me. Um, just to introduce myself, I'm a pediatric anesthesiologist. I also do a lot of work in medical education. I do a lot of teaching for medical students and mentorship for pre-medical students. I'm very passionate about um, helping to guide the future of medicine. Um, outside of medicine, I am a wife. I'm a mother to a very energetic 16-month-old. Um, and I'm passionate about creating and being as creative as I can be outside of this very analytical, logical career that I've chosen. So I like to craft. I like to create art um, and just try to be as balanced as possible.
0: What Annika didn't share with everybody is the fact that she is one of the most crafty and creative people I have ever met. <laughs> she has a craft room in her house. I'm, I'm always amazed by the things that she can create by her own hands. Um, So it's super (laughs) amazing. And I'm really super excited to have a conversation with you today, Annika. I'm excited too. Okay, everyone. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the most important question to ask yourself in 2024. Every year is the same story. We're pretty charged up. We're ready for change. We set these big goals and we make big plans. And there's this rush to enroll in courses and programs and all these things that promise significant changes. But in the midst of all of this activity, there's something that often gets overlooked, a truth that is rarely mentioned in these promises of transformation. And this is something that we often don't even acknowledge to ourselves. And this truth is the fact that change is a process, not an event. True change, the kind that we all hope for, doesn't happen overnight. It's a journey and it can't be rushed.
1: Very true. That's probably why in February, when you ask people if they've kept their resolutions, they've given up at that point.
0: That is really true. Um, We're not quite in February yet. So I think that people are probably excited about change. And those who've made resolutions are still trying their best to stick to it. But once again, I just have to say the change is a process. It is not an event. And so let me just share this quick analogy. And I'm going to ask all of you who are listening, including you, Anika, to just use your imagination for a second. So imagine that all of a sudden you were dropped on top of Mount Everest without any preparation. What do you think will happen, Anika?
1: You wouldn't make it very far. Just between altitude sickness and the cold, you wouldn't make it very far.
0: You're absolutely right, Anika. The reality is that once you actually hit the top of the mountain, I know it's an extreme example, but when you get there, if you have no preparation, there's thin air, there's less oxygen. So you can't breathe. On top of that, it's going to be extremely cold. And then on top of that, you're going to suffer from altitude sickness because you're really not prepared for the huge challenge that you're facing. So you're going to get dizzy. You're going to get headaches and you know, most likely die if you're not airlifted from the mountain. And so while this is an extreme example, it illustrates my point that change is a process, not an event. When we set our sights on big goals, which is like our personal Everest, we might look for shortcuts. You know, nobody, you know, you have this big dream of starting some career, or maybe you have this huge dream of being promoted to a better position, or whatever it may be. You know, we have these big goals, these big dreams, but oftentimes we want to skip the process. We want to skip the journey. And we're looking for these shortcuts. But the reality is that the journey brings transformation. And without the journey, we miss the chance to truly grow and reach our full potential.
1: That is so true. I think when we think about the goals and our aspirations, we tend to think about the end result and not really think too much about what it takes to get to that point.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, someone might wonder, well, how does this relate to today's topic, which is the most important question to ask yourself in 2024? Well, this question is at the heart of change. And the question that we should ask ourselves in 2024 is why? It's a simple question, but it's so powerful. Understanding your why is important because it brings clarity to your values. When you know what matters to you, decision-making becomes much easier your goals become more meaningful and you have more motivation inside of you to pursue those goals, even when obstacles come up.
1: Anika, have you found knowing your values have shaped your goals in any way? Yes, I I do think that my values have definitely been like a compass for me and helping kind of direct my goals. And just really depending on what phase I am in my life, my values have definitely kind of changed what my priorities have been as far as goals.
0: No, I I mean, I absolutely agree. And I like the fact that you compared values to a compass um, because our values really do give us direction. And I think that this is where a lot of us get stuck, especially at the start of the year. We're often looking for quick fixes and shortcuts and promises that, you know, will give us fast results. But the reality is that real change begins from the inside. It begins with understanding your values. It begins for really with you searching to understand what is important to you and why the things you are pursuing, the goals that you are pursuing, the things that you're saying yes to, the things that you're dreaming about. Why is it important? You know, what benefit is it going to give you? if you don't spend time really reflecting on those things then you're going to pursue things aimlessly and you're not going to have the motivation that you actually need, to truly pursue it when the going gets rough and tough.
1: I think that's so true. We definitely have to do the the inner work before we can actually really be successful in taking that journey towards our goals.
0: Exactly. And that inner work and that journey actually begins with understanding your values. Um, I know oftentimes when I give talks and I talk about values, which is something that I talk a lot about, um, because I'm really focused on values-centered career development and values-centered time management. Sometimes, you know, people get a little bit like, you know, they give you a look because values can be abstract. It can really be hard for people to grasp. And oftentimes people want something that's concrete. They want like, you know, a 12-step plan or a six-step blueprint, you know, for getting things done. But I like to say that values are not abstract. They're like principles that really define us. There's a quote that's attributed to Elvis that says that, values are like fingerprints. Everybody has a unique fingerprint, for instance, right? Everybody's fingerprint is extremely unique. and values are like that. Wherever you go, you leave your values behind, you demonstrate your values, the things that are important to you, what's at your core. Those things are evident in the work that you do and how you interact with people.
1: I get, I understand the confusion though, because values can be kind of a very generic term. Like, someone's asked me what my values are, if I say honesty, integrity, character, that can be kind of vague and can be a little bit hard to pin down. So how do you define values and how do you suggest that someone figures out what their values are? That's a great
0: question, Anika. I think that values are personal. And my definition, you know, my book definition of values is that values are standards or principles that weigh heavily on your personal life scale. And like I said earlier, or like I think you said, it I didn't say, it, I won't take credit, but you said earlier, the values are like a compass that guides you through life's decisions. And I completely agree with that. You know, values are not just good traits. They actually are things that reflect what's uniquely important to you as a person. Let me give you an example. One person might value adventure, while another person might value having a stable lifestyle. And so both of these values are going to be equally important to these people in different ways. But it's going to also lead them to lead very different lifestyles and make different life choices and goals as well, because there are values that are expressed differently in their lives.
1: I get that. I completely understand that. Like I alluded to earlier, when your life changes, your values change too. I think if you would have asked me five years ago what my values were, they would be completely different than what they are now.
0: You hit a good point. I mean, we all have core values because when we think about what values are, they're really informed by our upbringing. So the environment that we grew up in at home, our culture, our education, all of those things inform our values. And also as we go through life, we might, you know, their core values that tend to stay with us. And then there are also values that also kind of flux or evolve. And the other thing to also point out is that how we express our values also evolve as we grow. So I think that, you know, for instance, all of most people, I wouldn't say everyone, but most people would say that, you know, family, you know, values around family is really important to them. But for one person, when they say the family is important to them, as an adult, for that individual, it may be that they really want to work hard to make sure they provide for their family because maybe they came you know, from an upbringing in which there was scarcity. And so for them, they might take extra shifts at work and being able to work hard and provide for their kids and their family the things that they didn't have growing up is extremely important to them. And for another person, when they say the family is an important value to them, that might mean that they actually want to cut back on their work. Because to them, expressing that value and how they live that value means that they spend quality time with their family. I don't think either of them are wrong. That goes back to the definition of what values are, right? Both individuals may share family as a value, but how it's expressed and how they see family and how how that value is expressed in their life is very different. And so... Going back to your point, I think your point was uh, the fact that as we get older, or as we, you know, we go through life changes and we go through different seasons in life, when we learn more, how you know our values might evolve. The point I was trying to make is also the fact that even the same values that we may have had ten years ago, how we express it might be very different as we go through life as well.
1: I think that's the key right there. It's not necessarily the specific values, but how they are expressed, and that is a great way to kind of reveal to us what our true values are. So to
0: go back to your question that you had asked earlier in terms of figuring out your values, I think a good place to start is really reflecting on the moments where you felt the happiest or the most fulfilled. And the questions that I like to think about when we, when I think about those moments is what was I doing at that time? Who was I with? Because oftentimes the moments where we felt most happy, had the most joy can really reveal for us what we truly value.
1: That's a great way to start. And I think it really, does come down to looking inward and observing your own life experiences.
0: Exactly. And let me just share a quick example. A couple of years ago, I was invited to speak at a small youth gathering at my church. And I actually don't remember the specific topic that I was asked to discuss, but it was the first time that I actually explored the ideas behind the VHS Blueprint. You know, the ideas that really form the backbone of this podcast and all of the things that are due related to time matters. At that time, I didn't have a name for it, but I spoke about the importance of aligning our values and our habits with our spiritual growth. And afterwards, I had like incredible conversations with some of the young people. A few of them were really vulnerable and shared their struggles and how what I shared had really hit them in a personal way. And when I think back on it, this wasn't some kind of grand stage. It wasn't you know something that I did where there was a huge audience. It was just a small group of young people in a church. But every time I think about that moment several years ago, I realized I was really happy. I was satisfied. I was fulfilled. I felt that I was exactly where I was supposed to be, doing exactly what God created me to do. And so whenever I think back to that moment and I think about my core values, I have to think about what were the values that were being expressed in that moment. That was so important to me that brought me that satisfaction and the values I can think of are community and impact, because that moment really helped me to realize that I was making an impact by sharing my experiences and sharing what I learned. And also when I looked at the young people that I was speaking with, they were like a younger version of myself. I saw myself in them and I also saw my sisters. I saw my cousins. I saw my friends. Because these people shared my background and also shared my struggles. This was my community. And so when community and impact came together that moment, I saw that my voice was making a difference. And when those two values came together that moment, it just brought me a lot of great joy and it brought me a lot of satisfaction. And so I think that when you're struggling to really understand what your values are, what your core values are, what what are the things that motivate you? What are the things that bring you satisfaction? I think it's important to go back to those moments where you felt the happiest and you felt the most fulfilled, even when you felt like you were making a difference. When you go back to those moments of joy, satisfaction, and fulfillment, think about what you were doing. Think about who you were with. Think about, you know, just the environment that you were in. And I think that really will help you to identify the values that would be expressed in that moment and how those values are important to you. So Anika, I have a question for you. I know, as we mentioned earlier, you're super creative and um, I can't get over how creative you are because I am not a creative. I'm just not. I don't. I feel like I'm learning to be creative. (laughs) As I'm making myself more visible and sharing my thoughts and sharing my expertise, I'm learning to become more creative, but it's not something that comes natural to me. So how did you know that creativity was a value that is important to you? And how do you express it in your work and also in your life as well?
1: I, I mean, I've always been creative. I've always liked, you know, creating and, and art and that type of thing. I think for me, it has been more of a outlet for me because like I mentioned, our job is so like analytical, you know, very precise. There is some room for creativity, but a lot of it is like, you know, you kind of go by the book. So for me, <laughs> Being able to have kind of an outlet where I am able to kind of just come up with any crazy idea, see it come to fruition, make this tangible object that I kind of like thought of and was able to create for me is a great outlet and a great way for me to kind of let out that creative side that I have. Um, And so I think for me, it is I value that and just being able to like really tap into that side of me that I'm not able to really tap into as much at work. I, I admire
0: how creative you are. And even just thinking about it, I think that, you know, if creativity is a value that is important to you or important to anybody in the workplace. I think that there are, if there are opportunities for you to express that value, it brings more engagement. It brings more job satisfaction. I would assume that there might be opportunities within the medical education space for you to express that value. I mean, I'm thinking about it from the perspective of an organization or an employee, I'm um, an employer, excuse me, that when you are able to actually tap into the values, values that your employees have and really kind of harness that and find opportunities for them to express those values, it brings more satisfaction, it brings more wholeness. It means that people are able to express not just the technical aspect of what they do, but they're also able to express who they are in their work. And that can be extremely satisfying. I know for me as a sickle cell pain researcher, I mentioned earlier that community and impact are core values of mine, and I love what I do as a researcher because I see that it has direct impact on my community, where I come from, on you know people that I know who have sickle cell disease. And so when I'm reading a paper or when I'm presenting some of my work, it's not really work. It's, to me, it's part of who I am. It's it's I'm extremely passionate about it. I, sometimes I tell my husband, you know, I wake up thinking about sickle cell disease and sometimes I go to bed thinking about sickle cell disease, not because I'm overburdened with work, but because to me it's an extension and expression of who I am and what's important to me. And I think that that is the joy of really understanding your why and the why behind your goals. It really gives you motivation and it gives you passion and it really helps you to be stay connected to the kind of work that you do. So going back to your question again, I think another way to pinpoint your core values is to also consider what you lack or what's missing and what makes you uncomfortable. And so another suggestion that I have for people when they're thinking about values is reflect on moments where you felt unfulfilled or unsatisfied or unhappy and ask yourself what you were doing in those moments. And and the other question also is, what did you wish you could have been doing instead? You know, and who were you with also in those moments as well? Um, So, for instance, let me share an example. so the first several years of my career, I worked clinically five days a week. And what I'm going to say, I'm going to say it cautiously because I don't want someone listening to misinterpret me. Obviously the work I was doing, you know, taking care of patients, it's meaningful and it's impactful in the on an individual level. But for me, something was missing in that I went into medicine because I saw what medicine could do and how important medicine was in the community that I grew up in Ghana. And so when I started working after I finished my de- medical training, I was not seeing how the work I was doing was impacting my community. And also, I'm also somebody who's very curious. I love to read, I love to discuss things with other people. I'm, you know, intellectual curiosity is extremely important to me. I love to pick other people's brains. And I also love to attend uh, academic conferences as well. And so, for me, the values of impact, community, and intellectual curiosity were not being expressed at the level that I wanted it to be in the work that I was doing on a regular basis when I first went out of medical training, when I first finished medical training. And so pivoting to a research career, and you know I've already kind of mentioned it, Um, You know, research career, specifically sickle cell disease, really, once again, resonated with those three values. And now, you know, I feel more satisfied. And so, you know, when I was going, when I thought when I was going through that period where I was not doing any research, I felt unsatisfied because there was something missing. You know, there was something that I wish I could be doing instead. And so that also was another way for me to really identify the importance of intellectual curiosity, And also the importance of community and impact, again, as values that I wanted to be expressed in the work that I do. So, I mean, thinking about it, how about you, Annika? Can you think about a time where you felt unfulfilled or unsatisfied because a certain value was not being expressed in your
1: life? The example that comes to mind for me is... More so on the family side. So for me, when I came back from maternity leave, I felt like I wasn't able to have the amount of time that I wanted with my family. So for me, what was really important was taking a step back from some of my administrative duties to be able to have more time, more present with my. Young son, so for me, like the the value of kind of more of the balance and family time was starting to outweigh a little bit more of the career um, aspirations, and so for me, I had to like kind of really take a step back and think about what things I needed to to let go of for me to be able to have more presence and more time at home with my family. Um, And I think you hit on, you know, several keywords. Well, first of all, I mean, what you
0: shared is I comment across all moms, right? Um, And probably something that, you know, a lot of people who are listening right now feel as well. And I felt the same way too, when I returned from maternity leave both times. But, you know, a word that you mentioned is presence. You know, for most people, as I said earlier, family is an important value. But I like how you said that it's not just family, but it's having that presence and you know physical, I assume you mean physical presence and perhaps even emotional and mental presence to be there for your child. That is you know how what i'm you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm gaining from what you're saying is that that is how value of family is expressed yes. in your life, okay. Well, thanks for sharing that, Annika. Okay, so going back again to the topic of how we discover our values, um, we've talked about two important reflective questions. You know, one being um, thinking about moments in which we felt a lot of joy and we felt a sense of fulfillment, and thinking about what we were doing in those moments and who we were with in those moments and the environment that we were in. And also the opposite as well, thinking about moments where we felt unsatisfied or moments where we lack joy and thinking about what we were doing in those moments and what we wish we were doing instead. So I think spending time on these kind of reflective questions is extremely important. Oftentimes when we talk about values and people talk about discovering your values, you're handed a sheet that has all these words on it and then you're asked to you know, figure out which of these words you know you identify with as a value. And I think that that kind of exercise is helpful, but it's really more helpful After you've done more introspection and have done more, spend more time really reflecting on the kinds of questions that we were discussing earlier.
1: I agree. I mean, once you know your values, you can start aligning them with your goals. And this alignment is what gives your goals the depth that you need to resonate with your true self.
0: I, I completely agree. I mean, for example, if we go back to one of your core values, which is
1: creativity,
0: maybe setting up a goal to actually take up a creative hobby is not, is not just a goal. It's not a task that you just have to, you want to check off, but it's actually something that you desire, You know, something that is an expression of who you are. When that value aligns with your goals, it becomes an expression of who you are and you don't feel burdened pursuing that goal. You feel motivated to actually pursue that goal.
1: That's powerful. I I definitely can see how if you have a goal that really truly reflects yourself, that you would feel the motivation to actually complete the goal and take the journey that it takes to complete that goal.
0: Absolutely. And this is why it's so important to know your why. It's not just about what you want to achieve, but it's also about why those achievements actually matter to you. You know, we're looking for transformation that's going to last beyond the first 31 days of January. It really starts with internal work it really starts with the process of understanding your why of understanding what is important to you you know what matters to you most and i think that really spending time to understand your values is the starting place
1: this has been so helpful for me personally just thinking about my goals and my values and before we kind of wrap up i just want to ask you one more question so how do you align your daily actions with your values
0: um that's a good question for me it's really about making conscious choices. You know, every day I try to make decisions that reflect my values, whether it's in my work or with my family or my personal growth. So basically my values help me to draw boundaries around what I make time for.
1: That's a great approach. And that's why taking time to understand your why is where the real change happens. Um it's not about reaching a destination it's really about becoming the person who can stand at that destination and know that they've arrived for the right reasons absolutely
0: um and I love that last part, right? You know the person who can stand at that destination and know that they really have arrived for the right reasons, and not just that also the person that can stand at that destination and know that they're prepared to handle whatever comes right because yeah. you didn't all of a sudden just go through some six step process. But didn't actually do the hard work of preparation that is required for true change and lasting change. So I think that's really powerful. So as we move forward into the year, you know, my advice to everybody listening is that don't rush into goal setting. I know that is gonna be completely counter to everything that we hear at the beginning of the year. In fact, people <laughs> start talking about goal setting in December. And, you know, and I'm one of those people, I do talk about goal setting in December, but I don't think that you need to rush into it. I think that actually is great in January to still spend some time really reflecting on what you want and really reflecting on why you want it. Really reflecting on your values, understanding your why before you really embark on some journey. Because at the end of the day, we are looking for transformation. And transformation and change happen from within. If we go back to what we said earlier, change is not an event. Um, change is a process. And so change requires a journey and we are looking for change that's gonna last beyond 31 days. So if that's what you're looking for, which I believe all of us are, we're looking for lasting change, lasting transformation, then I really say spend some time really reflecting on your why.
1: This has been so powerful and I really appreciate all of the information you've given me and the listeners about values. And I'm really looking forward to 2024 and is really making some serious transformations equipped with this knowledge of how to align my values to my goals.
0: Absolutely, Anika. And to our listeners, remember that real change starts with you. So as we go through 2024, let's dig deeper, let's discover our values and let them guide our journey. This way, we're not just achieving goals, but we're growing and learning and living a life that's deeply meaningful to us. So thank you, everybody, for listening. If this episode was helpful to you, please. Do me a favor, leave a rating and also write a review so others know about this podcast as well. Thank you for listening to the Time Matters podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Time Matters and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at timematters.today and also on our website at timematterstoday.com.